Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Panoply, panorama, panpipe, pansy, aha, pansexual, knowing no boundaries of sex or gender. Sound interesting? Then join Sally on Sundays at noon for Out of the Pan. All those gender questions making you think too hard? Whether it's transgender, bisexual, polyamorous or beyond, we'll throw those questions into the pan and cook up the answers for you. So go on, push that gender envelope only on 3CR 855am digital and 3cr.org.au. Three CR eight five five AM, three CR digital, three CR.org.au, three CR on demand, out of the pan with Sally first broadcasting noon to one Sunday afternoon. Thanks for your company. Three CR proudly broadcasts from the lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, and we pay respects to elders past, present and emerging. And um, acknowledge that the land was stolen and never ceded. And hello to any Aboriginal and or Torres Strait Islander listeners tuning in from whichever land you're on. Um, we opened up today with a classic, Dilsa Buell and I Kissed a Girl. Um, well, um, we never 
found out exactly what that song was about in terms of the exact sexual orientation, but it could be by plus. And what an exciting and obvious lead-in on this day. And let's hope there isn't another major press conference for Mr Andrews today. Look, I'm not going to get into debates about doing a job, but you have to have the press conferences at noon on Sunday, Dan. People want to listen to Out of the Pan, particularly by plus people, including Pan, because we're only five days away today from the launch of the biggest ever Australian-New Zealand standby us um, by plus conference and on the line to talk about it um, all the way from um, another land. And I'll get um, our guest to introduce pronoun and land is Neen Chapman. Neen, welcome to 3CR. Hi, Sally. Um, uh, a little bit about me. I am uh, Neen Chapman uh, from Gadigal land in, of the Eora Nation uh, in Sydney. Um, I've been working in the bioactivism field for, you know, officially for about uh, over 18 months, but have been identifying as bi and pan for 30 plus years. So this is a great opportunity. Thanks. Yep. And I use the pronouns she, her. Can I just ask if it's okay to ask which pronouns you use, if any? Absolutely. They, them. They, them pronouns. Thanks. Which will touch on our themes because, well, it's a big binary buster and I've got to say myself, I'm... You know, it's hard to um, keep objective on this today because of the excitement um, in that um, we have, um, you know, five days away from Stand By Us and um, just declaring the interest that Bisexual Alliance Victoria, of which I'm a committee member, is one of the many organisers of this exciting conference. Um, Let's start by how did this come about to your knowledge? Um, It really came about as, uh, I think it was around about April of this year when COVID lockdown was uh, pretty secure for all of us across Australia. And uh, leaders out of many bi plus pan organisations across Australia and New Zealand, we were talking to each other sort of on a Friday night once a month, checking in with each other, seeing how we were going through COVID um, and also asking each other, um, questions about how we were supporting our communities uh, online, um, through Zoom, uh, what could we do? Because we couldn't see each other anymore. We couldn't mm. have our normal picnics and we, we couldn't actually um, uh, support our community face-to-face. So I think it was around about July we started floating this idea about what we're going to do for Bypass Visibility Day, which is the 23rd of September, and the light bulbs came on across the country and New Zealand. How about we have a conference? How about we do a conference? We can do this because it's all online across multiple time zones. Um, do we have any content? What content could we do? <laughs> and that's what sparked the conversation, I'd say. Yep, indeed. And so that was <clears throat> throughout sort of the, well, it was in a Melbourne perspective, the chilly months of winter. And as we've sprung towards the equinox of spring, um, in the southern hemisphere that is, um, and the equinox of autumn in the northern hemisphere. We will be globally inclusive, unlike, uh, quick digression, I get very frustrated with global marketing companies who say, we supply the whole world and then go on to talk about, well, we're ending summer now and don't mention the other side of the world. Um, Here it is, and um, stand by us, there had to be a pun in the name. Um, Was that considered, by the way, just compulsory? Yes. Absolutely. I believe it was. Absolutely. So it should be. Um, it's part of our <clears throat> double um, with tongue wedged firmly in cheek. Coming out the other side, it is part of our double evil plot to um, um, get rid of monosexuality and um, attraction to one gender and convert the world with puns. But that's, um, yes, tongue, tongue coming out the back of my neck now or something. But um, <laughs> seriously, it's all sort of come together and... Um, Obviously, of course, a lot online, which has its pros and cons. Um, tell mm. us a little about, um, we'll say, that, that process of it first. Well, the process of um, and the decision to be online and where we can across the country in New Zealand, there are a few events that are going to be face-to-face. Yep. But particularly online, we were looking at what was available to support community. And although I think at this point of um, the uh, COVID restrictions across Australia and we all 
uh, feel very heartily um, for uh, Victoria at this time with such strict restri- restrictions. Uh, we sort of saw, uh, all the groups sort of saw online being the one forum that could give us really great exposure and really great accessibility. Uh, hopefully, that's what's going to be supported through the conference. Yep. Um, um, definitely so. It's it's a huge time, and I'm looking at a um, a very wonderfully multicoloured um, pink, blue, and purple, and um, pink, yellow, and sort of different shade of blue coloured timetable, which um, down the left-hand side lists four time zones, Australian Western, Australian Central, Australian Eastern and New Zealand Standard Time, and we'll still be on Standard Time all the way through on this. Um, Daylight Savings doesn't kick in until well after. Um, but it's just, this is um, exciteballs, um, to, <laughs> to use a favourite word. Um, um, let's, well, we'll start at the beginning first. We'll do something logical. Um, the first session kicks off on Friday the 18th. Tell us a bit about that. That's right. Um, that's a really uh, wonderful session, the open plenary, opening plenary, um, where we've got a... It is a pre-recorded interview with Shiri Eisner, who is an author and activist um, for bisexuality and bisexual visibility. Uh, and the discussion points and questions... Um, that will be put through, put to to Sherry, really discuss what we can do to support community, what we can do to sort of bust myths. How is it that um, uh, more action can be taken uh, within our communities and individually? Uh, and that that session is going to be fantastic on Friday, uh, and it's it's quite a it's quite an opportunity for. Stand by us to have such an amazing author um, be a presenter, be within our first session, uh, our very, very first online session of our very, very first con- conference. Absolutely, an amazing act, um, advocate, and um, with many facets, by is but one facet, and I think that's going to make it exciting and um, intersectional, multifaceted, because we like multi in the Bi Plus communities for sure. And um, I'm, I'm looking for, well, I'm, you know, Decaying, declaring bias, um, which of course is a double pun. Um, someone has said, um, said since hearing that word that they're attracted to bias. But um, look, um, as long as it's safe and consensual. Um, the thing is, um, gosh, there's just so many sessions. I'll let I'll let you pick any at random. Um, you know, just um, you know, put your finger on the program and point, and where does it land? Yeah, do one of those. Um, look, the program has such a beautiful mix of uh, types of sessions. I'll pick one out that we've actually been running. Um, uh, BiPlus uh, Community Perth has been running for a number of months, mm. with, which is a BiPlus virtual cuppa. And that's such a relaxed, beautiful atmosphere. It's a Zoom call um, for a couple of hours or an hour and a half or so on a Sunday. And we just natter. We talk and we support each other. And they have uh, breakout rooms and then we come back and sort of discuss different things that are going on for us at the moment. So that specifically has been incorporated into uh, the calendar of events. Some of the other um, really beautiful uh, and very poignant sessions are sessions dealing with domestic violence. Um, And that's that's not to trigger anyone. That's to talk about how we uh, cope, what are the coping mechanisms, what are the things that we can take action on and how to support people best. Uh, there is a session uh, that was run, and I have to uh, in, uh, divulge my interests here, I'm the Vice President of Sydney Bi, Bi- Plus Network. Mm-hmm. And uh, on the Sunday, the 20th, we've got Byline, uh, which is virtual this year. Last year it was in person, so it's the second year for that one. There's also beautiful meetups, um, just about, you know, finding things, that we've got in common for different people. So uh, cooking and books and gardening and video games and things like that. Um, and they're dotted throughout the the program just to give people a little bit more of a, a light opportunity mm-hmm. to, uh, to connect. And we also have um, uh, a presentation, a webinar from ILGA, World Bi Plus Webinar, uh, and that comes from uh, a New Zealand presenter. So um, we, we are trying to be inclusive across Australia and New Zealand, 
And there are so many people that have gone into making all of these uh, programs and sessions available for the conference. It's just been a, such an amazing group effort. It has been, um, you know, a huge number of BiPlus organisations around, um, well, Australia and New Zealand, as you say, I'll be precise there. Um, you know, hopefully this will grow in course and we will be able to go with the original plan of calling it by Oceania, but, um, you know, we didn't want to be tokenistic there um, if there wasn't mm. the inclusion yeah. from beyond the two countries. Um, yeah. But, you know, of course, the thing is, um, wherever you are listening in the world, um, with the magic of Zoom and hopeful reasonable internet connection, of course, anyone can pop in, which is really exciting as well. Um, you know, so if you're, I don't know, having a sleepless night somewhere in whatever time zone, um, given that most of these are in um, sort of roughly Australian daytime, Australia, New Zealand daytime slash evening times, um, you know, pop in. This is just so exciting. It really is exciting. It's, um, it is. It's fantastic. Yep, buy fives and pan slaps and pan slams or something like that <laughs> everywhere. Um, there's, you know, a range, as you said, of sort of, um, you know, sort of laid back stuff. Um, cra- I'm looking here, crafts, um, computer games, um, um, improv games, gardening. But there's also some stuff more on the, we'll say on the advocacy side as well. Let's go through a few yeah. of those. Yeah, sure. So... Um... We've got a session there for on the Monday uh, for the BiPlus community's experience of the marriage equality plebiscite. And even, you know, a couple of years later, I think we're all still feeling the effects of that particular, mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to say horrendous period or horrendous treatment um, of the LGBTIQ communities across Australia. Uh, so that's particularly to sort of do some debriefing, to have some discussion. Uh, we're also talking about um, a by and mighty during COVID, so connecting during isolation and what that could look like. It doesn't always have to be on Zoom. It can be phone calls. It can be art projects. It can be sing-alongs. It can be all sorts of things. Um, there's a there's um, my interest in this one is I'm leading a session called Boulder, which is for um, people in our by and pan communities who are um, 40 and over. Just a little bit of a, a conversation and discussion evening, really, with um, yourself and Anthony Leckis, who are, uh, will be in that particular session. There's a panel on yes. uh, the Saturday, which is um, exploring pansexuality uh, within our community and just having a really good inclusive conversation uh, on the Saturday, and that's the Saturday morning. And then we get into some some, I suppose, more weighty subjects. As I said earlier, uh, there's a domestic violence session. Mm-hmm. Um, bye-bye binaries, busting binaries within organisations, um, changing language, basically. And, well, not basically, that's not the only thing. But there are other elements to that to make sure that we, uh, I suppose, we we demystify the idea of of binary, of, of non-binary people within our communities and our families and, and working organisations. Um, there's also an, just a, an Australian, New Zealand-wide um, BiPlus discussion group, and that's on the Tuesday night. And Wednesday the 23rd, which is actually Bi-Visibility Day, we have a community organising and social change uh, webinar, which is being presented by... Uh, an amazing uh, presenter and uh, president of SBN, um, Amber Loomis. And they uh, do a beautiful job. This is is not something uh, that is done for the first time, so there'll be great practice with that. And we've got a lovely closing ceremony. I'm going to call it a closing ceremony, Sally. Well, that's right. Look, the Olympics got um, postponed, so we'll make up for it in our way. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure. We can't exactly run into an arena with flags all over us or something, but we'll give it our best oh, shot. I think we could one day. <laughs> we will one day um, when we when we complete that um, multi-gender-attracted world takeover. Yeah, look, yes. it is to quote, um, if we're going to quote older bi people, as this older bi people uses the phrase from two people, but not by to my knowledge. Uh, it's a packed program. Um, it is, yes. And there is, and then after the close, there'll be a um, 
virtual dinner, so bring your own food um, to just sort of wind down. Um, there'll be, and of course, um, there's a few events after that close on the weekend afterwards. We want to give a mention once again to New Zealand, the Auckland Biplus Visibility Day meetup. Um, both um, um, TB to be confirmed whether it's um, in person and or online and or because we don't like binaries, a Brisbane Bi Network picnic, which is in person, and also, as you mentioned, the Fab Perth crew doing an in-person event on Sunday the 27th. But it really is, um, particularly um, from as we move up the gears from Friday the 18th and then through those next five days, is just going to be um, absolutely amazing. There's just so much going on. It's, um, it's very exciting. <laughs> Can I, I mean, you know, putting your organiser hat aside, I mean, just... What what feelings are you feeling about this conference um, this time? So if I take the organiser hat off, um, I look at that calendar and I think about my experience of um, being a bi-plus pansexual person. Uh, up until a couple of years ago, I just met silence. There was It was very confusing either trying to research anything or, or, or contact groups. It just—it was just this void of silence. I look at that calendar now, and I see every community and organisation in Australia, um, their visibility and making such an effort to be able to connect with every single type of person, so that there's an opportunity they get to celebrate and see themselves. And one of the things about that particular, this particular conference, and looking at that calendar, Sally is that um, I have this personal uh, sort of little bit of a motto that I play to myself in my head when things get really big or, or we're talking about how, how com- complex um, organisation is. But if we help one person mm. um, in the entirety of those eight days, then we've done an incredible job um, putting on a conference like this in such a short period of time. Yep, absolutely. So um, there's just such a... A mix of things um, in terms of connection, um, panels, of course. Um, See, the puns have already started, and I'll come back to that in a second. Um, You know, the the various sort of more social type of things, crafty stuff. Um, And, of course, there is a conference, as we said, the closing ceremony um, will be on the um, Eastern time um, at um, 5.30 on Wednesday the 23rd. So it's a massive um, few days like the likes of which I've never seen um, as a nearly 55 year old by pan person is just incredible and I think well it's, I'm going to say for all the effort going into organizing it's already helped me <laughs> it has already just been cathartic in itself so yeah. um, huge stuff um, and um, you know the question is um, the important details is where do people find out information and how, if they want to attend a session or sessions, plural, again, because we don't like binaries, um, how do they do that? Um, sessions, um, as we've already talked about, most of the sessions are online. Um, so it's internet and most of it is done through a Zoom connection. Um, the in-person sessions for New Zealand, uh, Perth and Brisbane, um, I'll just sort of... I'll. I'll talk about those first. Get in contact with um, uh, the Brisbane BiPlus Network, the BiPlus Community Perth, and Auckland's BiPlus Visibility Day um, uh, networks to find out the details for those. Also, look on Facebook. Uh, we have a Stand By Us page on Facebook. Uh, uh, if you type Stand By Us into Eventbrite, you'll see uh, the conference in its full uh, regalia. And you'll also see different sessions that you can um, attend. And if you, we've also got a website. So it's as simple as standbyeiuss.com. Absolutely, it is. And of course, the critical factor till last, um, which is being finalised, but we can announce, is there'll be a prize for the best pun of the conference. <laughs> there had to be, Sally. There had to be. Yeah. Oh, look, it is, that is very exciting. Now, spontaneous, um, it's sort of, um, it's not going to be like there's a planned punning session. I mean, we're still applying for those research grants that show a linkage between buy and punning. Um, you know, it's sort of funny how they, they know, we just never seem to get a positive response to that. What, what, no. is, it, what is it with uni? They're just so conservative. 
don't understand why they won't fund us to do that. It's such an important part of our identity. That's right, and um, you know it'll put it'll put it it'll put an end to those ideas that people who say punning is a lifestyle choice or something because we'll have a genetic <laughs> proof. Um, anyway, moving right along. Seriously, it is very exciting, and um, you know, sort of just. Too awesome. I'm just only sorry I couldn't get Misty Farquhar from WA on the line as well. Technical hitch there. Uh, they have been a great organiser of it. Um, so many people. Anthony Leckis, as you mentioned, um, is one of them. Um, you know, it's a huge range of um, Buy Plus groups. I think we. I will give everyone a mention. Um, Big Buy Bonanza, Buy Oceaneer. There are four other hosts. Um, Buy Alliance Victoria, Sydney Buy Network, Brisbane Buy Network. We have people from... Adelaide and the Northern Territory involved, um, which is exciting as well as New Zealand. The only people I haven't quite spotted yet, um, ACT and Tasmania. Um, but, um, you know, of course, everyone welcome. Um, we'll, we'll defy border closures <laughs> on this one. Um, <laughs> in a legal and ethical and safe way, Dan, um, Dan that, and Scott, if you're that. listening. Um, seriously, it is really exciting and it's great to have you on the show. And, um, well, well, I'll start reporting in next Sunday on the first um, couple of days of events too. Thanks, Sally. It's been such a wonderful opportunity to talk to you about it. Thank you very much, Neen. And you have a great Sunday um, where you are in um, uh, Gadigal land, if I remember right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank Uh, you. You too, Sally. Great show. Thank, Thank you. you. And, yep, um, um, podcast will be going up um, as soon as possible after the show, of course, as well. Thanks for your time, Neen, and, well, bye fives and pants slaps. Bye-bye for now, Sally. Oh, I'm excited. Um, the buy heart rate is um, you know, sort of just on the, um, on, the, on, the, on the increase at the moment um, without question um, in terms of, um, yeah, in terms of all of these things. Um, So, yep, lots um, going on. Um, In the meantime, let's um, have some music. Um, We mentioned there will be a panel called Boulder, a panel. Um, Let's keep keep the puns running. Um, Well, there's lots in common for um, BiPlus people of all ages, but sometimes in our rainbow communities there can be something like this song, from the Hoodoo Gurus, 3CR, 855 AM, 3CR Digital, 3cr.org.au and 3CR On Demand. Out of the pan with Sally. Grown-ups go out now They go to parties and get stoned But that's something they don't talk about In front of the children at home But they ain't fooling anybody now Cause those kids are gonna find it out It's just another reason for a thing Called the generation gap Well, the generation gap is a mighty
Hello, it's Fiona Scott Norman here, and I would just like to say congratulations. You are doing something very important right now, and you want to know what it is? You are listening to 3CR, Melbourne's most diverse and fascinating community radio station. And you know why it's important? Because diversity is important, community is important, community radio is very, very important, and you are a winner. You're listening to 3CR Community Radio, 855am. Visit the 3CR website at 3cr.org.au forward slash podcast to hear the most recent recording from each show or 3cr.org.au forward slash streaming to listen live. Indeed, thanks for tuning in to Out of the Pan on 3CR, 855 AM, digital, 3cr.org.au, 3CR On Demand and uh, 3CR Digital. And you could be listening via podcast or the repeat or listening live, all sorts of ways to listen. Thanks for your company. Well, excitement building for the um, Stand By Us <coughs> excuse me, conference, um, which kicks off um, in the time zones on um, Friday the 18th at... Um, 5 o'clock New Zealand time, 3 p.m. Eastern, 2.30 Central and 1, th- uh, 1 o'clock Australian Western Standard Time. Um, and, well, we've got people from all over um, this continent and a nearby islands. And one of them's going to join me on the phone because um, there's such a great range of BiPlus stories. And I thought, what to- what better time to have a BiPlus story and joining me on the phone to discuss said story is Misha. Misha, um, welcome to Out of the Pan. Thanks, Charlie. Thank you very much. It's uh, quite exciting to be here. It is um, very, very much so. I'm. Um, um, you were um, sort of listening into the first half. I think you could you could probably yeah. sense the excitement um, that both <laughs> Nina and I had. Um, but um, just to do two important things. First of all, can I um, check in with um, which um, lands you are on? So I'm from Ghana land, uh, also known as Adelaide, uh, and I've been here for probably about 15, oh, maybe nearly 20 years now, and before that I came across from uh, New South Wales. Fair enough. And may I just um, um, clarify one other thing? I use the pronouns she, her, if they're needed. Yep. Um, if you use well, any pronouns yeah, at all. I'm, I'm she, her, so I'm cisgendered, uh, and identify as, um, pan demisexual and polyamorous. Well, there's there's a good way to dive into this conversation <laughs> because there's three journeys in themselves, I suppose. Oh, um, yeah. Let's start there. Where did all of that? Where did that? Those journeys start, um, and in what context, yeah. and all those sorts of things. Sure. Well, probably keeping it uh, simple, which is always a challenge for me. <laughs> <laughs> I um, when I reflect on my journey, there there is a journey of language. And obviously, over time, those terms have come together. So there's pansexuality, um, and which moved through from bi, be identifying as bi for many years first. Uh, then demisexuality sort of came from a real recognition that it was emotional connection that really mm. built um, my attraction in others, which actually filters this kind of gentle, gently shoulders onto the fact that no gender is um, is what I target in on when it comes to attraction. It actually really comes through from the person, the individual, the personality. Mm-hmm. So there was a journey of language, and obviously that's happened over you know a number of of say 20, 30 years. But even before I had a grasp on the terminology and the language, coming from a a conservative uh, Polish family uh, who, um, and I grew up or went through a a Catholic girls' school system, um, uh, there wasn't there wasn't the advantage of language and or conversation around sexuality or attraction. Um, but I do remember in myself that even at around, you know, eight or nine, ten years old, you know, much to my parents' pain, really, uh, <laughs> and suffering, um, I, I would quite readily say that I just see us 
as all bubbles of personality and in my ideal vision of the future we would just sort of roll around and collide and intersect with people and we would uh, either match in personality or we would you know move along and and find someone else but no bubble needed to no bubble needed to antagonize another. You didn't need to go and pop anyone's bubbles. You just rolled around and bounced around. I saw it, uh, as I do, most things as very visually. It was a lot of imagery in, in the way I live. And that, to me, as an eight- or nine-year-old, was quite simple. Um, and I, therefore, I, I also stated um, that even at school, I, I didn't necessarily believe there were two genders they were just what science assigned us now and i and and yes you can probably guess already from what i'm saying i didn't have uh, an abundance of friends um you know my my general language and way of thinking wasn't conducive to having comfortable easy uh watching tv mm-hmm. type of friendships Um, So I had plenty of time on my own to reflect and think about the world and life. Um, So for us as a start, when I was younger, it was, to me, it felt simple that there needn't be an assignment of, um, I didn't think science necessarily had it right. I loved science, but I also knew there were lots and lots of things that were being proven every day or evidence provided for in science that, you know, only five years or 20 years ago wouldn't have been known. So I thought, well, why not gender and our concept of um, sexuality even and all the way we relate together, you know, knowledge about us, the human body. Um, and that that trickled on to a very clear, probably I'd say a, a little, a topic with more friction within me was the idea of, um, of marriage and nothing wrong with marriage. There was nothing wrong with the idea, of course, of partnerships and people getting married. I could see society had a lot of delight in that. However, I could also see that there, even at that time, which I think would have been the 80s, early 80s, there were lots. There was lots of commentary on the high divorce rate and people not being suited, or you know, and there was a lot of antagonism as people went through um, relationship breakups, not only of marriages but just relationships. And and I was thinking our social paradigm and our our way of thinking and talking about. Um, our pathway towards it within relationships seemed uh, seemed as though it needed to evolve mm-hmm. and it needed to change. And I would say to my family, well, I said, well, perhaps I will have many partnerships, um, you know, and who knows, some may be for book reading, some may be because they like hugs. It, at that point, it was quite simplistic language. Um, but as I got older, I still very much felt that, uh, that... And so there was the kind of the birth or the knowing of polyamory within me without necessarily the words. Can I clarify something, if I may? How, roughly what age were you when you were saying those sorts of things? Oh, so I, was, I was about, probably between seven and ten. Um, so I, I still, uh, we lived in Indonesia. We lived in a number of different countries um, when I was younger due to my parents' uh, work. They were research researchers and in science so I attended lots of conferences Um, and um, what I could see was so many relationships and the tension between people uh, actually didn't need to wouldn't the discussions could have been different if there was an openness that perhaps needs weren't being met or perhaps there was an understanding and acceptance that you can be very attracted to another person while you remain truly attracted to the person you're alongside. What is the problem? If if we can like many things across, um, you know, we can have favorite genres and we can have... So surely we can be passionate and adore multiple things so at that age it was still a a basic concept of of multiplicity and not uh not i couldn't uh, even when i tried to attach to the social norm or the, the the conversation society that well you can be multiple now but you'll understand later misha that it all has to become a choice 
And I, no. I could all feel, I would say to my mother, yes, I'm sure choices still exist and decisions must be made, you know, in order to be kind to yourself and others. However, I don't see that it's an unkindness to love many people. I don't see that it's an unkindness to simply say, I uh, am questioning who I am. Isn't that what we're going to do for life? Um, you know, question. But I also had a very early concept and a, quite a sadness in my own life, knowing mm-hmm. that I, I met many people, and this is not to do with sexuality and or identity, but I met people who even within their work almost were part of a living dead. And to me, that idea of living death um, was a significant concept that I'd, I'd I thought, well, if I can't influence others or talk to anyone within a family, surely all I can do is make sure I live a true life myself. Wow. <clears throat> I mean, I just, what else can I say but wow, yes, sensational. Um, there's just so many thoughts going through my mind listening to you. Um, first of all, that, you know, you know, that we... Oh gosh, where to start? That how how brilliant a buy plus, uh, including pan people, um, would be my mm. first thought. How brilliant um, mm. a polyamorous people? Um, how much wisdom is there? And if we weren't having to fight negativity and stigma, could it um, could it save the world? Um, mm. There's also <clears throat> the whole idea that young people don't know anything, and yet you're you know already got these you know perfectly clear, intuitive you know on 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 the button ideas between seven and ten years old. Um, mm. And just so much wisdom that's there. Well, and and that's the thing too, uh, and it's that's influenced my life significantly because there was a period of time where things were quite quiet. I couldn't, there weren't a lot of external references even when I'd go looking. So my only reference, or the reference I had, was me and my own experience. So I remember, and I knew, and this I know it caused angst for my family. So my uh, father's way of dealing with that was simply not seeing it, and that's worked for him. And for my mother, it was to try and, um, not necessarily squash, but she really wanted me to know what boxes were out there and where I should be heading. And, you know, she tried to do that as best that she could. And unfortunately, I couldn't stay within those parameters. So even at age uh, four, and I, like I said, I am cisgendered, so I haven't questioned being female uh, because I knew I was settled within that for myself. However, even at age four and looking around, I think it was a preschool in Bendigo, that's where we were at the time, um, and saying to the, the teachers or preschool coordinators and um, that you know woodwork is something I'd like to be doing and they said well that's obviously that's the boys shed and you've got the girls uh, play area and I was saying well that's fine but when when is access open when is it available and of course you know then my mother's called in to say you know you need to chat with Misha about these there are rules and and, and I even then would say but the rules apply because of what You've known before, but now you know that there's someone, me, who wants to be in that shed. So is there, can a change be made? And, and you know, then I found ways. And it, it didn't necessarily mean there was success. It didn't actually mean that I'd necessarily get to be in the shed. or, But I didn't mind the conversations. And even though it caused, did cause conflict for my parents and for myself um, and with other people, I still, it is something that I continued to then act to uh, in my life. So it, it probably formed the foundation there that we do, little ones, and I'll say little people, you know, do have a knowing. It's just how can that come through? And sometimes it's perfectly understandable that it just gets either squashed or consciously put to bed because Mm. it's too hard um, Mm. or too confronting. In my case, I was already quite isolated and being neuroatypical, it it probably allowed me the space of continuing, knowing there was judgment, but knowing I wasn't going to make a difference to judgment. So I may as well keep going. Wow. That's that's pretty... Pretty bold um, to just keep going because, of course, a lot you know a lot of people younger who are getting that level of rejection or maybe even ridicule yeah. might not have. May I, may I ask? No obligation to answer in terms of, um, and I 
Oh, sorry, you said a neuro a neurotypical. Uh, neuro neuroatypical. Neuroatypical. Simply, uh, so neurotypical simply meaning that um, without a formalised diagnosis of um, uh, being. Um, uh, autistic or, I mean, across the last 20 years, there's been a lot of different labels provided. Mm-hmm. Now, for me, um, and the way I work as well with families and children and people is that uh, there is a spectrum of, uh, sort of neuroactivity and mm-hmm. there is, uh, for many people, Many, many individuals, they may actually feel comfortably, comfortable or able to operate within the social, um, social interactive limits um, and or parameters we have. And uh, as I see, um, for, for me, I have a, a, a visual, I guess I'll say it's a visual layer, that's the best or energetic layer, which makes it very clear and simple for me to detect when something's... Um, say untrue, untrue, or mm. it's not resonating, and that makes it made it very difficult when I was younger to listen to someone say, "Oh, yeah, I'm okay," or "Yes, that should be fine." And I'm thinking, "But that's an untruth, and how do I resolve that?" And so that made interaction socially very difficult. Um, and uh, so over time. And if I had been able to accept within or know within myself that this was simply part of my wiring, the way I see the world and the way I think, um, Mm -hmm. then it would have made, you know, the last sort of 40 years much easier. I'm 45 years old and I turn uh, 46, just a bit of random uh, information here. I turned 46 on the 23rd of September, which a few years ago when that became by visibility day, that just made me chuckle. Oh well, you 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 are <clears throat> extremely connected. And look, I was just I was just going to say that um, in terms of um, neuroprocessing, yours truly identifies very strongly with the highly sensitive person. And there's a great mm. meme from from a picto chart, um, yeah. um, a breakdown: things we can't get enough of: authenticity, authenticity, honesty, straightforwardness, and then things we have a low tolerance for. Um, and that's the number four says bullshit. Uh, so, so somewhere in the yeah. neuroprocessing um, kaleidoscope, yours truly is very, very much with you. <clears throat> um, also, um, things we have a low tolerance for, those who can't see the bigger picture, um, hmm. busyness and being rushed, um, meaninglessness, insults to our intelligence. We need, I think we need to do a compare and contrast off air. But, uh, yeah, um, it would be fun. And I, and I think that's, that's the thing too. I, I have, um, I've enjoyed, I've enjoyed the evolution sort of, of, of my personal journey of finding the language. I'm also curious about what the language will be in the future, um, whether it's within uh, the, as the topics of you know sexuality and gender and identity generally diversify, I, I would hope that the language can become uh, so gentle or weave its way in in a less uh, pointed way, but simply be a description. And I would love you know one day that as I you know chat to someone and I, as simply as people ask each other, oh, so, you know, where are you from and what do you do? I would love the natural question to be, so, you know, how do you identify and where do you feel your home ground is? Um, you know, questions like that are the ones I already ask, <laughs> but I'd love them to be the, the the usual because it often opens up so much more. And even though people do ask me, of course, oh, what do you do? And which I find incredibly challenging questions. I'm like, oh, which spoke of the wheel do you want? Um, <laughs> I, I quite enjoy saying, well, how about I tell you a little about how I identify and then we can explore both. You know, some of what I do, some of how I identify and therefore what links in with you and your identity and your purpose and your, you know, where you would like to be heading in the future. Um, I think uh, it can leave, uh, allow for more open and uh, broader discussions. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Look, um, you know, we've sort of got to get, we are getting a bit closer to the end of the show, so I'm going to just sort of have to um, wind up a little. But, um, we, of course, you are here in the context of the Stand By Us conference. Yes, um, yes. Is there I'm anything you're looking in... forward to generally or specifically as part of well, um, you know, Friday the yes. 18th through to Sunday the 27th? 
Specifically, I will say um, the the panel discussion on the on the Saturday next Saturday. I am very much looking forward to because I'm part of it and I get to meet a few people and hear their stories. And even if I wasn't on the panel, I would be listening to their stories. And I do enjoy uh, hearing where people have come from and how they've made how they've come into their own reality. Um, so I'm not a very big one for listening to people complain about a past, but I am. Very enthusiastic about listening about the past in order to hear how something is molded into, um, you know, the reality, the present day, and then for the future as well. Uh, so I'm looking forward to Saturday and across that um, multicolored calendar of events. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing which ones I can jump into because with my um, very variable schedule, I'm not quite sure, but I know I'll just be clicking in and uh, getting a taster, probably one of those, you know, little sample plates of, they do those for gin, gin drinks sampler and uh, wine samplers and whiskey samplers. I'll be doing that with the Stand By Us conference sampling. Sounds Jumping like a fair thing. A, sam- a sample plate, sort of like, um, yeah. Um, yeah, what is it, one of the anti-pasto type of plates. Yes, yes. a bit like that. So I may not get the full picture, but I'll be really um, keen for the for the samples and the bits and pieces. And, of course, I've had the privilege of meeting so many uh, people with different passions and behind the scenes, uh, and I've, I've just it's been an exciting few weeks. And I've been uh, very happy for the welcome as well, for the inclusion. Um, so there you go, Sally. I- I'll leave you to your to your day and the rest of the show. <laughs> I know well, winding down is a hard thing to do. <laughs> well, yeah, better, better wrap it up. And um, Freedom of Species coming in at one. Look, Michelle, an absolute pleasure. It is, uh, I just say very warmly, it is people like you that make um, our humanity, including our rainbow communities, including our BiPlus, including PAN communities, um, just so amazing. And I just, it was in the nicest way, that was the easiest interview I've ever done because I just had so much I had to, I wanted to listen to as well. So, um, <laughs> oh, delight. It's been a pleasure. And I'll meet you in later in the week. For sure. Um, so, yeah, counting down. Have a good afternoon. See you. Bye. Misha um, from um, the, well, the state that is now called South Australia and um, <clears throat> talking about um, her journey in Panness. Well, um Apropos of nothing, um, today is the 51st anniversary of the show Scooby-Doo. And there is, well, it's not quite apropos of nothing. We'll have a little listen to the theme and I'll come back and wrap up the show. 3CR 855 AM, 3CR Digital, 3cr.org.au and 3CR On Demand, Out of the Pan with Sally. Scooby-Dooby-Doo, where are you? We got some work to do now. Scooby Dooby Doo, where are you? We need some help from you now. Come on, Scooby Doo, I see you. Pretending you got a sliver. You're not fooling me, cause I can see the way you shake and shiver. You know we got a mystery to solve for Scooby Doo. Always bringing you the latest union news. They're coming after us at the moment. They want to get rid of penalty rates, the big push from businesses. They want to get rid of all the things that you and I have fought for. So there's tens of thousands of jobs gone, contracted out to sham contracting arrangements. On 8.55am and on the web, 3cr.org.au. I'd better wrap it up. Gosh, a packed program. Um, I just have to say, once again, I share in the excitement as someone who went to so many so-called LGBTI type of conferences throughout the 2000s and early 2010s, and there wasn't one by session. This is just going to be a joy, um, in the words of a certain um, 
um, musical picture show person anticipation. Once again, um, where do you get the information? Standbyus.com, standbybius.com, also the page on Facebook. Um, and yes, played the Scooby-Doo theme because it is the 51st anniversary of the premiere of Scooby-Doo. And, um, well, there were some questions about uh, Velna and Daphne. Was it a bi or lesbian relationship? Only questions. I'm not making allegations, just asking the questions. And I'm off to have a Scooby snack. And um, also, um, yes, we've got to say it, everyone out there, as you're listening, on a count of three, one, two, three, I would have got away with it if it wasn't for those pesky kids. And, well, all the um, monosexuals are saying they would have got away from it with it if it wasn't for those pesky bi-pluses. Anyway, I'd better get out of here and make way for freedom of species. Thanks once again to Neen and Misha. My apologies to Misty, um, but who's been on the show before. Um, very, very excite balls. And um, anyway, take it out today. It's also another anniversary. Um, on this day, I think it was 1957, um, the patent went through for Velcro. So apropos of nothing, um, buy or pan or anything else, uh, yes, it was the Swiss inventor Georges de Mestral being granted a patent for Velcro, his easy top and a Velcro fly. Thanks for tuning in to Out of the Pan. I'm Sally Goldner. Catch you next week.